Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. We are at episode number 82. My name is Barbara. What's happening, Barbara? How are you? I'm good. Fantastic. It's a beautiful Sunday in Florida. It's about 90 degrees outside, not a cloud in the sky. Enjoying it very much. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 90 degrees? Yeah. How cold is it there? Well, today was pretty decent. We were in the high 60s, but last night we got down to the 30s. So. Wow, already? Are you kidding me? Isn't that great? Oh, I love living in Florida. Actually, I like cold weather, but I kind of wait for the little bit of a drop, but that's pretty sweet. I love it. Did you run today? You know, I've I've lost all motivation with this cold weather. It's pretty terrible, Aww. actually. Damn, I ran and did weights. Yeah, I'm ready. You got another triathlon coming up? <laughs> no, I just got the, uh, I don't want to get fat on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Preemptive holiday planning. Yep, pretty much. You're smart of you. So about a month ago... I got to go to the DS Marketing Summit, and I do not believe you were there. No, not there, but I think you did very well on your interviews. Well, I appreciate that. You spoke as well, right? I did. So when they asked me to speak there, I didn't even think about taking the gear to get interviews, but uh, the guy that was running it said, you know what, you should bring it. We'll allow you a place to set up, and boy, am I glad that I did. Awesome. The format wasn't set up to get a lot of interviews because so many classes were going on, but the ones I got are so good. So first up, I talk with Jesus Romero from Bella Vita Dental Designs. Jesus talks about going into his dad's lab and growing it into a lab that is 100% digital impressions coming in. Nice. I know. I don't even know how somebody does this. I would love to get there, but I don't even know where to start. And he also talks about marketing to dentists that mill their own crowns. So he's big using dentists that have their own Seric machines. Nice. All right. Way to capitalize on that, Jesus. Well done. And then I talked to a group from the lab management software Labstar. CEO Jeffrey Knowles sits down with two of his employees, David Durling and Leroy Kong, to talk about how and why Labstar was created how global it's become, and how they listen to labs to improve what we're asking for. So join us from the DS Marketing Summit. Is zirconia giving your lab a hard time on your full arch cases? Yes, for me. Have you experienced warping or breakage in your centering oven? Yes, for me again. Have you ever had an arch return for adjustment and had to scrap it and start all over? Yes. So, there's a better way. Introducing Crystal Ultra Nano Ceramic by Digital Dental. The better alternative for full arch dentistry. A Crystal Ultra arch is 60% lighter than a Zirconia arch, is easily adjusted chair side, and can be milled on a one-to-one basis with no centering required. That saves you, what, 10 to 12 hours right there? Not only is a Crystal Ultra arch better dentistry for patients, it's better for your lab as well. 
To learn more about the future of full arch dentistry, visit www.crystalultra.com forward slash voices. Crystal Ultra, feel the difference. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. I want to start off by saying that I'm really terrible with pronouncing names. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. So we are here at the DS Lab Marketing Summit 2019. I'm sitting down with a speaker now, and your name is Jesus? Yep. What's the last name? Romero. Romero. Yep. Where are you from, Jesus? Um, originally from San Diego, but um, I've made my way out here to uh, North Carolina in uh, Asheville, which uh, is about a couple hours away here from Charlotte. Nice. So what do you do? Do you own a lab? Yeah, I'm a part owner. I, uh, I joined forces with my dad uh, three and a half years ago. Um, I was in a completely different industry. I, was, I used to work in baseball. And, baseball? Uh, and uh, marketing and selling there. And really? um, we, we team forces, and uh, I, I started uh, marketing and selling teeth instead. So your dad was a technician yeah he still is still yeah, is yeah. so he's still there on the bench yeah yeah so we're we're, we're partners now awesome. um and so he i mean basically it started off as like he has the you know the experience the 30 plus years experience um started you know being a technician in the garage and um built it to he was just a kind of an in-house lab but he wanted to be a bigger mm-hmm. um lab it started expanding a little bit more so uh about three and a half years ago uh we teamed up and wanted to um, he wanted to get a little bit bigger. Um, I wanted to be closer to home uh, or just closer to family sure. and stuff like that. So uh, we teamed up and uh, now we're we're here. We got it's a, it's a couple of little more employees than uh, it's not out know. of his garage anymore. No, it's not out of the garage <laughs> anymore. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's good. We have uh, about five people um, nice. on the staff and then we have more stuff that we're offering. So it, for a long time, it was just Crown and Bridge. And, you know, he was an in-house lab and had a couple of accounts. And uh, now we have doctors all over the country and into Trinidad, Trabago, and um, trying to go over overseas and out that way more too. Interesting. So you're looking for clients outside of the U.S.? Yeah. I mean, really? you anywhere. You hear that a lot. I mean, for the most part, in our little community in Asheville, it's a very much of a um, kind of a, a good old boy network where mm-hmm. it's like everyone knew everybody. And so we come in as, you know, People who you know didn't grow up there um, and and don't have like the the same the same thing. We didn't go to high school with a yeah, you know sure, bunch of different people sure. and stuff there. You know, it's it's tough in our backyard. So we start branching out, um, mm-hmm. and so South Carolina, um, even up to Raleigh and even Charlotte, different areas. And so now most of our people are outside of you know of our two hour window you know, kind of around us. So everyone, it's branching out everywhere. So a lot of USPS uh, delivering. <laughs> I can imagine. So. so what do you guys specialize in? I mean, you say you started off as Crown and Bridge. Are you full service now? or For the most part, full service, but everything digital. So we do, uh, Crown and Bridge is probably still our bread and butter. Sure. And it pays bills and, and uh, kind of keeps everyone busy. But anything that's digital is trying to move everything in that direction. Um, I mean, when I started off, we had maybe a half dozen doctors that would send us cases connect now a hundred percent of our doctors send a hundred percent yeah everyone all of our doctors have the ability to send their cases through serona connect so, so they, if a doctor wanted to send you an impression would you stop them 
I would I would or have would a conversation. The model. No, 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 no. <laughs> we we still we still pour up models probably one every I don't know month or so. But for the most part, everything's digital. So how do you think you geared the business to do that? Because at our lab, I'm in Indiana, mm-hmm. and we still get a lot of impressions. Mm-hmm. I mean, our digital impressions coming in is yeah. still probably less than ten percent. Yeah. So well, it, it started by me hating to do model work. Well, so that helped. I uh, so my first year when uh, when we teamed up with my dad. He made me do model work, uh, kind of learn kind of the old school way yeah, before yeah. kind of uh, during the new school way and why we do things. Like and every why new we... employee. Yeah, exactly. In the model room. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do, you know, here, we need you to cut and pin and pour up and, and, you know, and it's like, all right. And I told him, I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, what, why are we <laughs> pouring up models? Like, uh, give me one of them that like, you know, that they come in quickly through, yeah. you know, through, through the connect. And then I was like, why aren't we just going after those doctors? He said, bingo. He said, go get them. So from there, instead of marketing towards everyone, I was like, dude, there's a lot of doctors that have a Cerec machine. Let me just market to those for now and then get – because each doctor – I saw a stat that blew me away that every doctor still outsources about 25% of their work. So even though they claim that they do everything in-house – they don't. They can't do long span bridges. They no. don't. They don't want to do the aesthetic stuff. They don't want to do, um, and that's all the stuff that we do. We get all the hard cases, oh, so we don't get a ton of like single units, single units yeah. like ones and twosies and stuff there. So it's, it's more of a, a a wide range of things. So um, I started marketing to those. And I was like, here, let's. I'm, I hey, I know you have Sarek. I'm not trying to take like your your posterior stuff. Sure, you, you go ahead and do those ones. That's fine. You know, give me your bridges, give me your big stuff, give me your anything, your surgical guides, everything that you can't do. I'll take all that. You know, let me get a piece of that 25 percent, a little piece yeah. of that pot. There's a lot of labs that are. I'm not going to say anti dentists making their own crowns. Yeah, but it's the evolution of our industry. Right, and unless you grasp it mm-hmm. and just support them yeah they'll support you back yeah and a lot of people tend to forget that yeah even i when when i first started learning about this stuff i was like what the heck yeah well and that's the biggest thing too like uh, another thing that we do is so much education we have um we have study clubs at our at our facility we have trainings at our facility we'll go to your practice and show you how to do these things and they'll be able to do a couple of them here and there and they can do their own um like screw tain single units um but there's sometimes we're like I don't want to do it. I'm just going to send it to them. So when they have to think about sending something out, we want to be sure. them that, that's being so sent out So if somebody buys a CEREC mm-hmm. and you find out about it, you offer your lab to go in to train on it? Yeah. How did you get your training? Um, so I'm like I said, Bill, Bill um, my dad has been a Serona trainer for a while. Oh, okay. Um, so he knows. Um, he's basically our, our kind of our, our biggest trainer and advocate. Um, so he's been speaking for a while. He's been doing it for a while. He does a lot of same day smiles too. So we, we go in if they have all the system. All we go in and basically are doing all the, um, the all the design and the um, the standing glaze yeah. and all that stuff you do that in the office with their equipment. with their equipment and that's their an blocks in, that's like, an interesting we, service I we we don't that. we don't bring anything except for a standing glaze kit really a light setup hand pieces and stuff like that but the, how the day goes is they do everything that they would normally do i mean and the assistants are freaking out they're like oh we're gonna do 10 12 14 units today you know on one patient in the same day like, <laughs> relax it's gonna be fine yeah, yeah. so then you know they just, you know, prep and, um, you know, give the uh, the CEREC to Bill. Bill designs it, starts milling them out, uh, stands and glazes it, 
if something happens, doctor drops one or anything, hey, don't worry about that. Seat the rest. I'll, I'll go start working on the other really? one. Really? And you do it on their, I imagine their, I always get this wrong, the MCXL. Their MCXL, yeah. L, yeah. not the 5. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it'd take way too long to do it on the 5. Um, so it takes it takes about um, 12, 14 minutes or so yeah. to mill out, a, mill out a unit on, on the MCXL. Um, on the 5 the, is like on the MCX5. 40, isn't it? Yeah, or? it's like closer to 40. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we... I mean, even for us, we have a couple of MCX-5s, but we don't use them for Emacs at all. We have our MCXL for Emacs just for uh, efficiency. But, yeah, a lot of the practices that we go to, they'll have one or maybe two, three units of uh, MCXLs. So he can go and, you know, just use them and yeah. get done quickly. While a lot of times, like, the assistants aren't that quick at designing doctors don't do a ton of stain and glaze to add uh, characterization and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. basically it's a, it's a full service there, you know, we're your in-house lab for the yeah. day. Um, I so think that's great. I've never heard of that. And I think it's really yeah. neat. He's gotten so used to doing things on the Sarek that now when doctors ask, Hey, you know, why is this going on? Or how can we do this? You can help me out. We've gotten familiar with that. So yeah, we, we've gotten a lot of training and stuff too. We've come here to the Academy for, mm-hmm. You know, when the prime scan came out, it's like, hey, we want to make sure that we can offer our knowledge to our doctors about the prime scan, about yep. different things. Let's go there, learn it, and then kind of um, take it back to our doctors. So designing on the in-lab mm-hmm. compared to designing what they use in the office, mm-hmm. is there a comparison? Or are they the same thing? Um, I, they're I really very similar. Yeah. Um, on the in-lab software, we have um, a little bit more of toys and gadgets and tools that we can use. Sure. Um, but for the most part, it's it's very similar. They've okay. On their 4.6 software, they've come up with a lot of things that are very similar to the in-lab. So, yeah, it, it, it translates very well awesome. uh, to do. So when they have a question or anything, for the most part, we'll know if they'll be able to do it on their own or it's like, ah, it won't let you do that. We can do it over here, though, for you. Sure. Um, you so, shoot the file back to the lab, have them do it, shoot it back. Um, yeah, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. We'll do a lot of um, kind of just in-house designing. I mean, there there's even doctors like, hey, you know what? I'm trying to work on six units today. They're going to try and do it on their own. Cool. Awesome. Let's help you out. What do you need? And it's like, all right, I can do everything else. I just I can't spend right now like an hour or so designing this do you guys mind designing it for me and then shoot it back yeah we'll do that for them too that way they can do that so it's again it's a wide range and when we go in and talk to a lot of doctors we tell them like look your Cirque machine is like an iPhone it's not it's not just to call and text you know you there's we want you to use it to its full capability hey did you know you can do implants you can do this you can do that we can design and send it back to you in the chat and then you know you can just import it and mill it out yourself did you know um do you do a lot of that um design and send back yeah i mean a a good amount for for a lot of things that we're just designing our surgical guides a lot of doctors are getting printers themselves Mm -hmm. but they can't convert their file they can't design it and then convert it to the stl correct they they can just mill it out themselves if they're going to do it on their mcxl but if they're busy their mcxl should just be turning and burning with you know posterior crowns oh, absolutely so if they're if doing some time and um you know spending time on a surgical guide um then they'll just send it to us we'll design it and then convert it to an stl send it back to them it takes us 10 minutes mm. to design it and send it back to them and then they can go and print it out that's all awesome. you know so again it's a my biggest thing and uh probably what i'll, I'll speak on later is that 
before when I used to go in to sell to doctors, like, oh, hey, you know, are you are you a CERC doctor? No? All right, well, here, let me give you a CERC machine. Or like, here, oh, here, let's, let's try and see if we can get you to go digital. Now when I go into doctors, it's, hey, what is your biggest problem or issue that you have on a daily basis? Oh, well, I hate doing anterior teeth. Cool, let us do that. Or I, you know, I hate doing my surgical guides. Or it, it you know, I've blown through a motor or two, sure. you know, just milling out surgical guides. And, and all right, cool. I can do that for you. You know, let what is your biggest headache and issue? I, I want to help you with that part. Nice. So that's why our all of our clients are different. They all don't just send us bridges, you know, or send us this, you know. Hey, I, I want to do zirconia, but I don't have anything to uh, center it with. Mm-hmm. You know, I just have the, uh, like the program of, and, yep. and, and so it's like, all right, cool. We can do that for you. And then just send it back. You know, we'll even do your, your design. You can design everything and then send it to us. And then and you'll still, we'll just, yeah, we'll yeah. just center it. We're not, and then we'll just, you know, subtract the design fee from it. Yeah, so, sure. so it's different things that doctors will ask for before I thought it was like, oh, well I need to have a hundred percent of your work and all this stuff. But you know what? I can if everyone's getting a CERC and they all have their digital stuff, then that's how we can make the transition from going to doctors that aren't going digital to everyone that we have now is digital. Sure, that's amazing. So I've always said that marketing in our industry now is not we're not selling product anymore. Yeah, we're selling a service. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the minute you don't get over that, you're right. going to be dead. And w- and with the software too. You know, you can make a crown and our guys can make a crown. It's probably going to look relatively the same. Oh, if we're sure. using same materials, same stuff, the we're doctors are the same. Thing. Yeah, it's going to look very similar, especially with digital. It can get that consistency. What are you doing to set yourself apart from everyone else? Hey, are you, you know, because everyone can sell a crown. And I tell our doctors, I don't sell you crowns. I sell you our service, our expertise, our knowledge, um, you know, uh, our our education for you, a bunch of other stuff that goes with it. Our relationship, you can text me, you know, after hours. Hey, I have this, you yeah. know, I have a question. Yeah. Um, you know, our relationship together. That's what we're selling from ourselves. You know, that's what we're selling to you. The crown just comes with it, but you get all the rest yeah. of it. And it's not always turnaround time. Right. I've never had an office complain about a turnaround time that I gave them. As yeah. long as you hold true to what you mm-hmm. tell them. Right. You're fine. Right. And it's not even the product. They want it to they want it to see. Yeah. They want it to look good. Yeah. But it's everything else. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. So it's a it's a whole lot of things. And and that's the thing with the you know, with the marketing summits now, you're able to see it's like what works well for everyone in like their labs. Um and you can kind of cherry pick and see what might work sure. well for your lab too. Yeah. So. This is a great summit. I did it in two thousand sixteen and yeah. for some reason they asked me to come and speak at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. We'll see. Well, I appreciate it. I think we're coming up on uh, a program. I think we're getting ready to get started. Awesome. So, Jesus, thank yeah. you so much. Appreciate I, I appreciate it. it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. So here we are, 2019 DS Lab Summit. I ran into Jeffrey Knowles out in the hall, who is the creator and starter of LabStar. Correct. So that's a lab uh, software for, I mean, how would you describe it? It's a lab management software. Okay. Right. So... This was set up back, well, we started way back in 2010. And the reason why we set it up, there's a really long backstory. I get but it, yeah. Just to sort of collapse it a little bit. Um, I had set up an outsourcing lab. I had spent a long time in China, about 10 years. And I speak and read and write Chinese. And uh, I was coming back to the U.S. And I wanted something that would bridge the United States and China for work. And it turns out that there was an opportunity to start up an outsourcing lab. 
A dental lab. A, a dental okay. lab. Okay. Right. And so I went to Los Angeles. I visited 50 different labs in China. So a lot of research. Sure. Came back. And there was a big uh, DSO group that wanted to outsource to China. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about any of this. And so I just jumped in, did the research, set up a lab. So you have no lab background, no dental background? No dental background. Interesting. And so in one year, we, we did about 40,000 units for this one big group. And we learned a ton. And we made lots of mistakes. But then we also learned how to scale. And, it was, mm-hmm. and in the process of building this dental lab, a couple interesting things happened. Number one, 2007 was the peak of offshoring. Yeah. And it was then that the tide began to come back in because even at the end of our year, 20% of our restorations of our units were actually manufactured in the U.S. by then. It went from 100% down to 80%, right, offshore, just because we found supply chain quality, all this stuff. And, And we began sort of sorting that out. So that was really one of the most interesting takeaways. The big thing and what led to Labstar was that we also ended up building a a supply chain management system for working with this big lab because we had multiple manufacturers. We were uh, doing some of the work ourselves, but working with those manufacturers, and then we were dealing with over 100 different clients. So there was no software already in existence that could do this for you? or No, there wasn't. Interesting. So we built our own supply chain platform. And then after that, turns out, I didn't want to do that anymore. I thought running a dental lab was really hard, but I have a tech background. My last job that I ever had, I worked at eBay. Um, and so it was all about building platforms and bringing people to, you know, using supply chain management platforms to sure. deliver products to customers. So started up Labstar. And at the time, there was no other platform out there. But it turns out one of our competitors uh, called Evident Labs started about the same time. Mm. It was interesting. Um, But so then we started out, and in the intervening few years, my colleagues who are with with me here, and I'll introduce them, David David Derling. Hi. Hello. uh, uh, Leroy Kong. Hey. Nice to meet you. And, you know, these guys have, you know, we've scaled really in the last three or four years where we've gone up. We have 500 customers now. and All in the U.S.? Mostly in the U.S., but actually... 32 countries? 32 countries. Really? Our most recent new country is from Iceland. Yes. Yeah, Iceland. Interesting. A dental lab in Iceland. Well, they got teeth up there. Well, sure. (laughs) Sure. I was in Ecuador last year, and I Googled, just for fun, dental labs all over the place. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, that just brings it so global. Mm -hmm. It's neat. Yeah, on any given day, I could be talking to people in Kansas, then Saudi Arabia, then back to Estonia, and then back to Irvine, California. What do you gather from all of those labs? I mean, we all share the same problems, the same concerns with our software? Um, I don't know about concerns about software, but yeah, as far as industry concerns or just keeping clients happy and keeping track of where your cases are and when they need to be back to your customers. Transcends borders. Do you see a lot of differences in production flow between countries and countries, or is it all basically the same? I'd say it's all basically the same. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You know, in the EU, there's a little bit more regulation and payments are different for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. there's, there's like a different invoicing, and there's a little bit more 
uh, bureaucracy that goes on with it. Sure. But as far as the process of how they explain the crown getting to their door or yep. out the doors, about the same. Interesting. So that yeah. makes it easy for your software to be universal across the world. Or easy for us to train and get labs using our software quickly. Most labs, when they sign up with us, are up and running using our software three to five business days. Really? And then they're comfortable using us. Let's talk about the labs that do sign up for you guys. Do they usually come from another software or these labs that are starting? And if they are from another software, why are they switching? Most labs come from another software. And most of the time they're looking for something that's easy to use. Mm -hmm. And we focus a lot of our energy in making very user-friendly software. Sure. And that's what I always say sets us apart from our competitors. Yeah. Because most lab software have the same basic features. Sure. But something that's easy to use, you get new employees, new front desk people, for them to sit down, figure out the software quickly, saves the lab headache. Sure. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle. And so we invest a lot of time and energy on the designs and the workflows and consistency of design. And, you know, you know when you arrive on a particular page that all of the action buttons or the lookup buttons or the whatever mm-hmm. you're looking at, the different case tables and search results, they're all similar. So you don't need to relearn processes when you move through the software. Sure. sure. So what sort of features does Labstar have over your, the uh, competitors? What makes you guys stand out? So what makes us stand out, there's sort of two different areas. And rather than talk about features to talk about the problems that are yeah. trying to be solved. So, for example, scheduling. Mm-hmm. We try to make, and so there's a whole bunch of different features that goes into creating schedules, rescheduling, being able to modify schedules. You know, what we found is manufacturing software pretty much anywhere in the world is usually based on a sequence. All right, mm-hmm. it's going to go A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four, whatever yep, it is. Absolutely. And it's, you're manufacturing a widget, and it just goes from start to finish. What happens in a lab, which is a much more dynamic manufacturing environment, is that things change. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the people that come from other software will frequently say, oh, we couldn't change this, we couldn't reschedule this. So we try to make it easier to reschedule. Well, I know in our lab we have a problem, and I'm not even going to mention what software we use, but we have a problem where one employee does not do only one thing. Mm-hmm. So in order for the scheduling to work, that employee must be in so many different departments, and it's very hard to get the software to recognize that because it wants to do A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. When I have employees that will do A, and then they'll go to D, and then they'll go to B, and there's... The sequence is not always perfect. Mm -hmm. Does Labstar work with that? Labstar does work with that. However, I guess it's not about finding a feature that will allow you to jump all over the manufacturing map. It's more about being able to find that case or find that case within a workflow. Yep. So we have dashboards, and the idea behind a dashboard is it's a visual shortcut. So you're able to see, ah, this is what's happening with my lab. So, for example, in production manufacturing, we have a couple charts. Actually, there's three different dimensions you can look at of a visual dimensions of what's happening with my production. So you can look at overall cases. Our case is going late. You know, there's this colorful chart. Red will tell you that you're off, you're off sequence or late. 
-hmm. You can look at different by uh, the different task or department. You can also look at by scheduling, by looking at calendar scheduling. Different people are going to look at it in different ways. But the idea is, is that you have visual tools as well as, you know, working on the case and the case record and rescheduling and all things like that, that you can jump into this and find where something isn't happening correctly on the workflow or in the right sequence Mm -hmm. and correct it. Interesting. Nice. So what do you do? Um, I do support. So support? Light support. And so when labs have issues, mm-hmm. they call you. Yeah, they call us. Yeah. Call us, chat us, email us, kind of three different channels of uh, support. And, and I sometimes, sometimes people call in kind of hot, right, because there's stuff going on. It, it may be with our software, but most of the time it's just people under a lot of pressure. Oh, sure. And so I liken... Leroy to a combat air controller sometimes. <laughs> cool as a cucumber, calm, reassuring, takes care of people. That's a good talent to have. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Not everybody has that. But it's important, you know, so David and Leroy and I are working on other things too. So these guys are most likely the guys that people are going to be talking with mm-hmm. on our team. And we have a bunch of engineers and, and other folks with that work with us. But we also spend a lot of time thinking about how do we make this software so it makes our lab better dental labs. Yeah. And so, for example, the big topic that we're talking about now is how do we make it so that labs can pull data out, meaningful data that's going to tell them certain things about their lab they can take action on. Sure. Right. And, you know, reports... Up until now, most reports are you have your absolute aggregate numbers. I sold this many. Yeah. I have this, this many. Much, in, yeah. Right. This many remakes. Yeah, yeah. And, and so what we're trying to spend time on and think about a little harder, and we're introducing new reports all the time, but also we're thinking about a new, uh, trying to get our labs to think differently. Like, all right, how do we segment our labs? We just had a, uh, one of our, the lectures here um, that, myself and John Schwartz mm-hmm. from Labworthy gave about identifying the kinds of customers you have, uh, how much they uh, appreciate what you're doing, and then the c- way to message them to cement this relationship and maybe even get them to, to uh, spend more with your lab. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so how do you create reports like that? It's not just absolute numbers anymore. It's actually f- trying to jump into different categories. Oh, so you're doing all implants, you're doing all crown and bridge, or trying to find your averages and moving averages, tools like that. So we sit around and, well, it's actually stand around. We, we um, all have standing desks. We'll stand around and think really hard about what we can do to try to make Labstar a better tool. Yeah, that's, and, how, that's what we need. And then once we figure out what that data is, how are we going to display it in a way that people don't just look at numbers and glaze over yeah, how do you make so it visually, relevant? visually, yeah. how do we present that in so a useful way? Another thing I'm interested in is, you know, a lot of doctors and, and DSOs want the data that we have for their own use. And Labstar, can they access how much X amount of units they did or what's their remake? Can they access that? Can we provide that information to them? So, you know, there's a... There is a line. It's not a fine line either, but there's a line between dental lab management software and 
software that allows your clients to mess with your internal business, mm. if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, so you don't want to, for example, there is a client portal, and so clients can log in and see, oh, their cases, they're either in production or, or being sent back to me, right? But they can't see, oh, it's in porcelain, so that they call you up and say, you know, this should really be finished by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I get that. There's that. On the client portals, there's not reporting right now. And we go back and forth on this a lot, actually. They can see numbers of cases they've done. They can sure. see what their balance is. But I asked ask this because I had a dentist recently that I was talking to, and he's got a pretty sizable business. And he goes, I'm looking for a lab that I can, in the middle of the night, when I'm working on reports, log in and see stuff like sales that we did or amount of units that we've done or the kind of units we've done. And honestly, I couldn't provide that. Is that something that LabStar is looking at doing? Yeah. So right now you could go in, create a report just for that client mm -hmm. in a bunch of different ways. You can with the kind of items they're buying, the kind of the amount of invoices they yeah. have. You can create customized reports also, depending on sort of what plan you have with LabStar. Sure. Um, we are working on something in particular. We're on this big, huge project this year and going into next, which is a major technology platform upgrade. Mm -hmm. And that's really meant for three different reasons. Number one, we need to move pretty dramatically, we believe, into mobile. Oh, absolutely. We also need to be able to integrate with other applications because data needs to flow smoothly. And finally, just you know, overall scalability and speed. And so we are redoing the code base of our software. Yeah. Um, and so as part of that, we're also looking at providing new kinds of reporting. Yeah. We're really interested in DSOs and the impact they're going to have on dental labs in the future. It's a big topic. Because they're, they're going to ask a lot more from labs. And so we're looking at providing, for example, a, a DSO dashboard. So mm -hmm. Right now in Labstar, you can create some reporting for a DSO. Say you have six affiliated practices with a DSO. Yep. You can integrate those reports. But we actually want to provide other options like having a DSO be able to, to log into sure. a secure portal to then look at their data. I think having clients able to look at items directly on their phone, I think that's key because I know a lot of dentists don't ever sit down at a computer. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't have that time. I mean, they're, they're, they're wanting information in their hands. So I think it's key. Cool. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, definitely. Thank yeah, you for yeah, no problem talking by. with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, Elvis. Yeah, appreciate it. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, you too. I like your socks, by the way. Oh, thanks. Those are my, uh, that's my actual dog. Okay, look at look at mine. Uh -oh. This is my oh actual my gosh, dog. Same company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife was like, I'm going to put the dog on your socks. <laughs> wow, this is this is podcast gold right Yeah, here. that's right. That's right. <laughs> Great. Appreciate it, guys. But, uh, thanks thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Kettenbach. Let's talk about impressions and impression materials. Can we agree that not all incoming records your lab receives are equal in quality or have captured the details you feel necessary to move forward confidently with a fixed removable or implant case? NADL studies show that small, medium, and large labs all face the same awful situation of producing remakes at no charge over and over again when it might not be the lab's fault. Kettenbach and their team of manufacturer reps are here to help your lab by offering support and solutions, not chairside milling units, that will improve the incoming clinical results and consistency you and your clients are looking to achieve. 
Their materials are manufactured in Germany using patented technology, and in America they only sell direct for less cost. Visit www.kettenbach-dental.us to learn more about Panacell, Identium, and Selgenet impression materials, Futar bite registration, Thistilis temp material and core buildup, Mucopin soft reline, and airway metrics. Kettenbach also offers materials used every day in the dental lab, in particular the Panacell Lab Putty Hard and Lab Putty Soft. These materials can be cleanly and easily dispensed in a one-to-one -one putty matrix. There are no messy accelerator gels with this system. The Panacell Lab Putty is sold in two 5kg buckets of base and catalyst and is definitely the dimensional, stable lab putty material you have been looking for. Try any of the materials risk-free today by calling Kettenbach Direct at 877-532-2123. Mention the code DENTALLABPODCAST25 and you will receive an additional 25% off your order. Once again, call Kettenbach Direct at 877-532-2123 to make the connection with a partner who can help your lab and your clients save money and increase quality coming in and going out. Thanks for your support, Kettenbach. We cannot thank enough the people that took the time to sit down with Elvis. Thank God he was there and there was great interviews. Both Jesus and Jeff were on the schedule multiple times to speak at the event, and we are thankful that they found the time to sit down with Elvis. I am super jealous of Jesus's 100% digital impressions. I would do anything to have that in my lab. Why? Because I hate pouring models. I hate the whole <laughs> model. It's, it's such a time suck. <laughs> yep, I don't disagree. I was just curious as to what, what you were thinking, what your thoughts were. Well, be sure to check out this episode's show notes for links to more information about the guest. Join us next week as I get two more stellar interviews that I got at the DS Marketing Summit. And if they do this summit again, do yourself a favor and register. It was a great time and got to network with some big names in our industry that are taking marketing to a whole new level in their labs. I talk about it during the interviews a little, and I actually practice it in my own lab. But there's something I learned is that we're not selling products anymore. The restorations are a product of what we are truly selling as a lab. And that's a positive, consistent experience. Think about it. I know there are many different types of labs out there. There are some that go with quantity over quality. And there's also many fantastic and outstanding technicians that produce wonderful quality. But it is the experience of using us that truly makes one lab different from another. Not once did I hear during the marketing summit, did anyone talk about how to make a good flyer or how to truly market to a doctor. It was all about creating an experience to your clients and giving them a reason not to switch to another lab. So how does your lab stand out when we have access to the same tools to produce the same type of restoration? Customer experience. I find this all extremely fascinating. And it's the exact same thing I'm facing every day in my lab. Everybody is. And the nice thing is, is I have an opportunity to talk more about it at the Eastern Conference coming up in November. So make sure you check out this episode's show notes for a link. Hey guys, don't forget that our t-shirts are back on sale. 
They're amazing, great shirts that tell the world how great our industry is. So until November 6th, head over to VoicesFromTheBench.com for a link to order your shirt where all profits go to the Foundation of Dental Laboratory Technology. I swear, Elvis, Patrick Allen wore his Voices from the Bench in Vegas. I saw Jeff Strunk wore it. Martha Martin's worn it. So we've got a lot of fans out there and we appreciate it. So again, head over to VoicesFromTheBench.com and order your shirt today. And as always, a big thanks to our sponsors, Digital Dental, makers of the amazing Crystal Ultra, and Kettenbach, makers of many fine materials for our industry. Head over to this episode's show notes for links to each of the companies to learn more. All right, everybody. That's all we got. We appreciate it. Have a great week. See you. Have a good one. Bye. Smokin's for fools.